Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Joe Scribbles. I'm joined by Simon Cardi and Matt yes. Perslow. Hello. The money bag, Mr. Oh. Purse. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, how we, dare you be looking at my financial structures? <laughs> we talked about that at lunch and I just remembered halfway through. Uh, first off. Hello. Say a big thanks to everyone who came to Podcast 500. Oh, yeah. It Thank was you good. so much. And to the upwards of four people i've said say it sounded good on the audio as well good yes i apologize for the youtube section in retrospect especially the one that was in all japanese the japanese one doesn't work in audio but sometimes honestly from this let's don't include this obviously but from a cynical perspective if you do include those elements people go subconsciously that next time i have to go to the live event you know what that means for us more buns <laughs> delicious money uh, thank you for all your delicious money and your friendship uh, it was a good night had by all yeah. by the end few blank spots in the old memory I was alright I, I was steady I kept it quite chilled I, think, I had uh, lots of water which is a good move on my part I think the best uh, sort of like explanation of my mental state at the end of that night was that when I got home I remembered that my girlfriend had made a sag paneer and I just <laughs> scooped it out of the pan with my bare hands and Cold. shoveled it into my mouth. Cold sag Cold paneer, sag paneer your... from my bare hands. You just That's what Charlton off. Heston said once, I seem to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was great. Thank you very much. We love you all. I, we should do it again. Why not? See you in another 500. <laughs> when we're all I'll do oh it next God, week. We'll be so old. Why not? Let's do it next Imagine week. Imagine if we're all here in 10 years. I hope I'm still like, on Earth. Or maybe I'm on the moon. Who you knows? You might be on, on the, the moon. moon. The IGM moon base. Yeah. <laughs> Send me up. I'm ready. <laughs> Are you? You've been doing training. <laughs> yeah. All right, Winston. <laughs> uh, we, all three of us, as you might be able to tell from the rambling sort of conversation we're having, have been at Gamescom all week. Yes, we got back late last night. We did. Uh, tiring days we all said we were going to have Chinese only one of us did I had a bowl of cereal (laughs) you did actually you did you did re-up well as I've said before I'm just not a big fan of a Chinese it's mad to me bonkers I like a lot of other things in life I said that actually sounds like it came out of nowhere we have a tradition or at least we used to have a tradition stamped on by cereal boy over here (laughs) Uh, that we get a Chinese when we got back from Gamescom and send each other pictures but only I sent I got one last year and I'm not even a big fan you were sick yeah (laughs) I just threw it at the wall Uh, ate it cold with my bare hands the next day yes Uh, apart from Chinese Gamescom is also quite good for video games some Mm. of which we've seen others of which we've played and we just thought we'd go through the highlights and I don't know are there any lowlights on there? No, we made no, sure to no. keep it positive. Mostly good games. Yes. Uh, well, I like good games more than bad games. Usually. Depends. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure? No, let's not do that. That's feedback <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's start with the one that will likely take up the bulk of our conversation. A little game called Death Stranding. Where do we start? <laughs> um, we'll start with the end of Norman Reedus, his penis... Yes. I consider that the extremist part of Reedus. <laughs> and Reedus the fact penis. that you can do a big old piss. On some mushrooms. No, 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 no. It's not on the mushrooms. You cause the growth of mushrooms. But well, that would inherently you mean you're peeing oh, on the mushrooms there is eventually. A, a seed. Unless he's pissing seeds. <laughs> we don't it? have that yeah. confirmed. Is it Maybe. seeds or spores? Mm, spores it would be Spore piss mm. Maybe he's got crazy other world spore you don't, In you his don't, bladder You don't piss your seed That's something else Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry that was horrible yeah. get, get out <laughs> uh, I mean 
Well, how's the baby being made? Well, so I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> well, we actually do know that the baby is made inside a, a woman in a coma or half dead a or BB. something. A BB. Yeah, BB comes Played from by a still Margaret mother. Qualley, who is a uh, very not, good. No, that's Mama. Mate, you've not it? paid attention to the trailers. Mama oh, sorry, is Margaret no, Qualley. She she was the one with the ghost baby. She's got yeah, a ghost yeah. baby. Gosh, she's stuck the, on the, the other going side. On. She's the opposite. BB, yeah. the little bridge baby. Mm. Those guys are born from comatose mothers who have a connection yes. to the other side, obviously. But wasn't she one of those, but she lost her baby. Her so baby's on the other side, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, think she gave, I think she gave birth on the other side. Okay. Whereas a still mother is on our side, but she's in half death. Jesus Christ. And she has, Mama has, like, her baby attached to her by, like, a, is it like a pair of handcuffs? And you can see the handcuffs. No, 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 it's a spectral, spectral umbilical cord. The handcuffs are, in fact, because I saw an exclusive. You did the scenes trailer um, that they showed only at Gamescom at time of recording. Um, the handcuffs are actually just symbolic, huh. and they represent the bonds between people who believe in the UCA, the United Cities of America. Well, and that's just one of many things <laughs> that only makes half sense in Death Stranding. I can't wait for this. I, this is the thing. It, everything I say is making fun of this game and yet every single time I make fun of it it makes me want to play it more because mm. it's so stupid that I'm sure the game must be good the moment he fell down that mountain I was in actual slapstick yeah. in, a, <laughs> in a Kojima game trailer because I know we had I suppose we had D-horse pooping that was kind of yeah, that's see, your that's base when, humor. when does people like that. have been referring to that like you can piss what the fuck's going on I was like but D-horse just poops on command I have absolutely no doubt that Kiefer Sutherland at one point his model did a piss and then he vetoed it <laughs> um do we have much more to say about Death Stranding? I feel like we well, can talk about it forever, but you I were very I could say quiet. how just mad about Death... Um, yeah, Jeff Keighley is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in it. It's just... Like, of course he is. It's mm -hmm. Kojima and Co., the musical. Yeah. I hope it's got a musical number. Imagine if it's got a musical number I in it. I bet it does. <laughs> like, like, who else is in it? I did a little... Um, Field package, which mm. is inside baseball turn for just a video um, <laughs> from the show floor yeah, in uh, with uh, one of our lovely German hosts. Mm. I had a lovely week with, and he uh, was asking lots of German people who they'd want in Death Stranding if they could That's pick one video. actor. Yeah, uh, we talked to a young German couple. The girl said Megan Fox, which about six or seven years ago would have been a relevant choice. Yeah. And the other, and the man said Kevin James. <laughs> I mean, I would. Die to see Kevin James in Death Stranding, especially if he had to be because he could play a young Del Toro quite easily. All the most famous people in there mm. are being voiced by someone else. Mm. So, I mean, who would Kevin James be? I'd love him to be voiced by Willem Dafoe. Oh, what well, Kevin James was just the voice of Del Toro. <laughs> that would actually be quite good. Uh, of all the actors in the world. Kevin, Kevin James. James. <laughs> Maybe King of Queens is still huge in Germany. <laughs> Maybe. We'll the have more on is things that the are huge in Germany. In German history. Oh, it could be. Yeah. I get that confused with We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, that was just looked pat. Zoo based. What, are you saying the zookeeper's all right? No, but like, the other one just looked like sentimental bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the zookeeper at least, did it have talk? I'm guessing it had talking animals at some point. Oh, I didn't God. watch it. Yeah, it, he'll. There will at least be a bit where he gets hit on the head, and suddenly the lion's like, "Oh, mama!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, give me some meat. Every time I think of, I don't know why. Every time I think of someone who can suddenly hear people's like internal thoughts, mm. I think of the uh, door lady in What Women Want who lusts after Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, that's the most, reference. It's the most extreme, like. Uh, mm 
point I have. You can anyway, also rock Death a baby Stranding. with your DualShock. Yes, you can. Uh, finally, someone uses the six-axis for whatever it was always designed for. Yep. Uh, and apart from that, I just can't. I just want this game to be one big old journey across well, this America. We've seen actually quite a lot of mm. the game. It's at the point now where people go, we don't know what it is. It's nonsense. There's, there's enough there to piece stuff together if you want to. So to talk again about that behind closed doors trailer a bit if you haven't already read my fantastic write-up of everything that happens in it although i did leave out the thing about the handcuffs i forgot about that um <laughs> the uh i'm gonna add that now um they it makes quite clear that what this is a what the the bulk of sam's mission is about is traveling from the east coast to the west coast along the way he's connecting cities back up to this chiral network I don't know what that means I looked up what, what chiral means it's <laughs> it a word that, it's something that can't be reflected in a mirror properly um, it's bollocks though is what you're saying so I don't know what the chiral network actually means I don't know if Kojima does yeah. but they're being connected to some kind of network that brings the states back together again after the cataclysm of the death stranding mm-hmm. uh, and on the west coast the new president of the UCA has been kidnapped by Troy Baker's terrorist okay. group, the Homo Demons. Okay. Which obviously... Doesn't translate well. It doesn't translate well, but Although, we're going to ignore it. Yeah. If you're sniggering at home, that's your own business. Yeah. We don't want to talk about it. But uh, I feel like, yeah, we know enough... Not enough, but we know a deal about the Norman Reader side of things. Still don't really know what on earth has happened with Mickelson and that whole like World War well, One section yeah. they showed See, this before. is the thing. Like, I'm starting to, as you say, you're piecing together this idea of like, I get the impression it's sort of a road trip movie, it feels, but it's a video mm, game. It feels like it's essentially, and I mean this nicer than it comes out, or comes out kind of in the same way as Walking Simulator. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like Fetch Quest the game. You are yeah. taking cargo from one place to another, but that cargo probably has story significance or some like we've seen a tiny bit of that with Keeley's character. Yeah, yeah. He's Luden's fan. You're giving him collectible figures of Luden's. I mean, it's more Kojima self-congratulatory <laughs> <laughs> madness. It's this this like astronaut character he's created that's done nothing ever. His fate. His, his <laughs> hey, he's on a flag. Yeah. He's on a flag, Ooh. and you can buy bits of him already. Yeah. Brilliant, um, but. So there, there seems to be something about maybe you have to go and find those cargos or trade for those cargos to give to the right people to make them connect because the only reason Jeff Keighley joins the Chiral Network in that gameplay mm. is because he was given what he wanted. So there seems to be some kind of gameplay mechanic around that stuff. Maybe it's a... It almost reminds me more of like space sims, like trading ideas. So I was thinking exactly that. Like, you know, I was actually just as you were explaining sort of like the the going around to different networks and stuff like that. It's a bit like when you're exploring a No Man's Sky planet, right? And you're finding these in individual hubs. Mm. And like, there's not a huge amount to do with those in No Man's Sky, but the idea of those all being interconnected mm. and mm. it's like going to one place leads you into another. So I do wonder how big a journey it is because we've not we've only ever really seen one, maybe two types of environment in this whole world so far. But the map we've seen is literally the entirety of the US like so it must just be hub areas along yeah. that route because surely what is that otherwise mm. see if mm. you do it hub areas like that that would be quite um, like Metal Gear Solid 4 has that like you go into mm-hmm. quite long stretches of different environments and then they're punctuated by very elaborate cutscenes, which mm. I'm sure this is going to have with the acting 
yeah. in inverted commas talent that it's got. <laughs> yeah. That's cruel. It's got actual actors in no, as yeah, well. No, but what I'm saying is that half the actors aren't actually in it, no, although they just, just stole their skins boys. for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I reckon like yeah, like Winding Reference character is going to be someone you meet for ten minutes in a place. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. you're delivering something to him. He tells you a nice bit of story, has a bit of philosophy to tell you or something. Yeah. Then yeah. you leave him. But it's like you say, it's where do the the soldiers with the skull faces come into it? Like yeah. we know that there is some form of combat in the game. And it looks like it's more about like I don't think Sam looks like he's particularly proficient with no, combat. No, I think it's more about no. getting away than yeah. it is about getting through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might be that there's just a. I could imagine there being like a really good stealth set piece where all of those soldiers are walking around like an environment, and you've got to gradually work yeah. your way through it. Um, well, Kojima's going to definitely be in this game. He's going to put himself yeah. in. Do you think he'll be give himself like the architect role, like in the Matrix? I reckon he'll just, he'll just be in a white room and you, telling you, know those you everything. F- five creepy floating black figures. Yeah, do you he's, he's all, all of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> just five. They just represent Kojimas. the five Metal Gear Solid games. Actually, yeah. I mean, that is so <laughs> not far from possible. <laughs> um, Matrix. I forgot the Matrix Four. Oh yeah. That's happening. It's gonna yeah, that's not Gamescom news. Let's no, move on. Yes, it's happening. I mean, let's just raise the point. Two out of those three films were shite. It's the second prob- one's okay. It's not the second one okay is set okay. pieces. It's not actually a good I film. would watch the second one again. I would not watch the yeah, third but I, one again. I, I've watched many bad films over again just because I enjoy some of I, the action yeah. bits. I, I, I think compared to the first one, the second one's bad. I don't think... I think it's still watchable. Statistically, the fourth film will be bad. That's all I'm saying. I've got, God knows where it's going. So. Um, but let's get back on topic. Mm. Uh, basically, my feeling about it is after seeing that cutscene, that it will be Sam and the UCA are mm-hmm. the good guys, but the UCA have some. There's something where they've like upset him in the past, so I don't know if there's going to be some internal ructions there. Mm. And then it's the Homo demons on the other side. They're the bad separatist humans, mm-hmm. and then Mass Mickelson probably represents like. Death, who wants to kill yeah. all of them or something. The devil. He feels like Death Stranding incorporate, incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Who knows? I can't wait. I, like, it's mad that this is out in November because yeah. it still feels like we know so little. But mm. that gameplay did make me laugh, and that's kind of yeah. actually what I'd like. I want it. I, I've said every time they show something, I'm like, don't need to see any more now. I just want to play it. But, but every every sneak peek I see, I'm like, this is mad. Yeah, that's the thing is, yeah, I, someone else said this to me, and I like it, and I can't remember who said it to me, so... Soz. Probably me. Um, so many games now are totally expected. Mm. And so just someone on a high budget trying something really fucking weird yeah. is only really a good thing. Even if the game itself is bad, it represents a good exactly. thing to do. Yeah. And I'm really happy with it for that I reason. I want it. Uh, in terms of games that you trying to do a segue I I am but I was trying to do it in a more like not a shit way Um, (laughs) (laughs) like you do but basically my point is games that make me feel one way when I see them and now I don't know how I feel about it Avengers yeah I am now much more excited about this game than I was before so to explain what they did with this is they invited us behind closed doors again Mm -hmm. and we got to play the section that you have probably now seen the Mm -hmm. section that we've been seeing behind closed doors since the whole tutorial level which is yeah completely non what word am I thinking of I mean it's it's a linear um, 
it's like it's an jigsaw unch- it's of an uncharted set piece. Yes, yeah. Um, with it, QTEs and it with just a doesn't route. reflect the gameplay of the rest of the game, well, which is the mad thing. What well, we're told yeah. is that it doesn't reflect the gameplay yeah. of the game. So they they let us play the tutorial first, and then they did a presentation afterwards where they explicitly say, "By the way, this isn't what this game is." <laughs> the rest of the game they told me has no quick time events. Yes. Um, yeah. They also said, well, I'm not sure that it has no quick time events. It's just that quick time events said, don't dominate. They what said that to me is. that in the main gameplay, there will be no corridor areas and no quick time events. They said it that definitively. They yeah. didn't say that in mine. Well, no. maybe, maybe <laughs> didn't mean to. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think what I would say, just off the way that like we know that these types of games are manufactured, is I can't imagine quick time events in the co op sections yes. because by nature they have to be a little bit more open. Yeah. They have to except that other people are still in the session with you so they can't yeah. like slow down the action or I know that some games do but yes yeah, so if uh, you have to like lift a car together yeah or, yeah or, mm-hmm. but, whereas I can imagine the the single player missions which you know have been described as specific to individual heroes and kind yeah. of part of their backstories maybe part of the story that leads into where the co-op missions are yeah. I can see those being much more un- say Uncharted we should actually be saying Tomb Raider because it is the yeah, Tomb Raider yeah. devs well if yeah if you're still not sure what the structure of this game is which I don't blame you because no. it's been very difficult it is basically Destiny well effectively no. but no there are strictly <laughs> single player bits yeah so there's there's two separate modes essentially you've mm. got a campaign which is a series of missions that take place in a linear fashion across various different maps each of which you play one specific chosen hero yeah, hero missions um and that currently all we know is that it will be the four or five avengers they, they just kept saying the core team yeah um we think i personally think there's a wider core team than they've shown at this Absolutely, point yeah um and that it will be added. The idea is that it, those hero missions start off with you going as one character to take to yeah. get another character back into. Especially the in the tutorials, you play as Captain America for five minutes, and then they go, "Yeah, he's lost for the rest of the game." He isn't. No, he's they lost tutorialize for maybe you in how he two is. hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think the first person you play as will be Kamala Khan, because mm. the intro that we see has her meeting all the Avengers. I realized watching it again, she's. In the bit where she's saying it was awesome meeting the Avengers, that little girl who's later on in in the demo is in all of those scenes. Hmm. She's talking to them or watching them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And at the end, we see what very much looks like a young Kamala Khan falling over and ingesting Terrigen mists, which is how she gets her powers in the the comics. Um, So basically, I think that's what's going to happen. But the other side of this is Warzone missions, which are up to four player co-op missions where you can choose any hero you've unlocked mm-hmm. and play through them in the way you want to but yeah people. you can't have multiple heroes in a team it has to yes. be you yeah. can't have four mm-hmm. hulks <laughs> yeah. it has yeah. to be which is where it is different from destiny whereas like you can have three i'm not three warlocks yeah, yeah you can three have three titans but that means and because each hero you'll have individual progress on yeah and gear scores because there's loot mm-hmm. systems like destiny that means if you're commit like if you're playing in a team of four all the time, you're gonna have to make that decision early well, on. I, if you want to be mm-hmm. for, like, say, I think there's a certain amount of normalization wanted. about it, and but but say all three of that's the problem I think they have at the moment is that half of those heroes feel really good to play and mm-hmm. half of them really don't. Go so if you've got a team, I think the cap felt good, although yeah. I had a short time of him. I think four feels good because he's basically Kratos. Mm-hmm. 
and designed by like the combat designer on this game yeah. is from God of War. So th- they're the top two. Then I think Black Widow was good. She does feel quite Disagree. Tomb Raidery, but I just I think her combat felt good. It's just the boss battle you play with her is overly long That's and awful. not very good. Um, but I can see her actual combat being quite good in an open I like, environment. She's got uh, the one thing that I quite like about her moves that she's got a grapple hook, so you fire it out and pull people yeah. into you. Mm. And then when you start using the heavy button, you immediately pull out the electro batons yeah. that she's got. I think got. the reason I enjoy Cap and Thor so much is because they have a mixture of ranged and melee options. Yeah. Whereas I don't enjoy Hulk because it was all just, to me, just smashing square. It was. Yeah. Hulk it still has the, me. Hulk still has the funniest move, which is that if you hold square instead of press it, yeah. instead of punching, he grabs people, yeah. and then you can use them as. But as far as I know, you <laughs> didn't really have a range. That was kind of a ranged attack, but not like the others do. Uh, oh no, you do have a ranged attack. You can. He just wrenches a bit of concrete out the floor okay. and throws it. Um, but it takes but longer. Iron Man shouldn't feel the worst, but by far felt the worst. Yeah, to me, I don't yeah. know if that was just inherently because it was a corridor section where you can't i can imagine in these bigger wide open levels that they're promising flying around them will feel a lot better and you can unlock weapons so like once you unlock his rockets and Mm -hmm. other weapons you don't just have the um repulsors i think the main thing is is like we're as as much as anthem hasn't worked out we we have it very clear in the memory and anthem feels like playing Mm. iron man yeah and like so Effectively, you know, if game design was as simple as just wrenching yeah. something out of one, then and especially dropping it in, the in other. that bit they show, all you can really do is hover around. You can't. Re- I don't know if in the open levels you will be able to properly fly but like what, at what, speed. That's it. So we have seen footage of him flying in more open areas. Yeah. So I'd like to think that is possible. But the tutorial certainly does not say that you can. No, there is a dis- bespoke on rail, half on rails, mm. uh, flying scene, and then what you do in the combat is just hover. So it feels to me like it might be you can fly outside of combat sections and then when you're in combat, mm-hmm. you're in hover mm-hmm. mode, which just doesn't feel o- that outside good. Outside of that, I'm just not really into a lot of the voice acting and the dynamics Indeed. between the characters. Not my thing. Like, four was by far... Uh, by far? Him and Kappa, by far, I think, mm-hmm. the top two to play as, but Thor's acting and the character they're going for with him they're going for like 4 1 the like the Branner film it's, 4 it, which is not comic the based. 4 anyone wants anymore I don't mm. think but that's the problem they're going for are they going they're going for the film look but kind of going for the original well, comic characters kind this, of I, this is you say the film yeah. look they they look like realistic interpretations of the comic like I know there is a certain amount of oh okay so that makes it look like the MCU but I think that the reason why is the MCU is so fucking spot on mm, yeah. turning comics like real true to comic panels mm-hmm. into real life that I don't really like unless they were to have gone completely cel shaded Borderlands style comic look I think this was always what you were going to get regardless of whether Downey Jr. existed or not mm-hmm. like this is what that universe looks like yeah I don't it's one of those where it just doesn't feel or look right to me and I don't know what I'd do to fix it like for some I never had that problem with Spider-Man it never felt like even though it's actually got the same yeah, art style but it basically. never I don't know why maybe it's just because they nailed the young Peter they, well, it I, was they basically maybe they did model it on Tom Holland who has actually nailed it anyway I also think um, Spider-Man just looks better like it's a better looking game right yeah. now. I know it's early for Avengers, so it's not totally fair to judge mm. it on that. But there's a lot about how those models look mm-hmm. that don't. There was something. There's something really clean about Spider-Man, and it's kind of it's a bit of muddiness to yeah, Avengers there's a, there's a right slight now. Bit, it's got like a. I know it sounds a bit odd, but there's a slightly grainy quality to yeah. Avengers at the moment. I totally agree. 
um, which is, oh, there's a term for that, but that's a way of making it work performance-wise. Yeah, You're essentially I, leaving pieces I, of image out. It did play more fun than it looked when we originally... Oh, oh absolutely. To me. I'm much more up for it, and I'm up for that style of game if they bring enough content at launch to it. Because my problem is there'll be, like, maybe four or five hour story and then but that, maybe like yeah. six other strike like missions available mm -hmm. at launch and people be like oh let's wait a year yeah we should say that is complete conjecture we don't oh, know yeah, that. yeah that's I'm just, just guessing, a, that's yeah. a worry mm -hmm. yeah um yeah I, but that it's weird because it sounds like we've been ragging on it for a while but all of this is basically yeah. it's better than we thought yeah, it was I'm, <laughs> it's fun and i'm excited for it but i'm still very wary of what the final thing will be yeah i honestly i wouldn't mind if this game was like, I'd do a bit of the Warzone stuff, but if it's a good enough, if it's, say, eight to ten hours of a good Avengers storyline, yeah. it's done a good That's job not, to me. Yeah, and we pay full bucks for that in many yeah, other exactly. guises. So, like, if, if even it, like, so I have, like, an on-off relationship with Destiny where, mm. like, I actually, even though I think the story is bobbins for, for Destiny, I do really enjoy their campaigns. Yeah. And I play that either on my own or with some randomers. Um and then I'll normally, after a launch has dropped, I'll normally spend like a good sort of 30 or 40 hours with it and then I'll disappear and mm -hmm. then I'll come back. So when Shadowkeep comes out, yeah. absolutely, I'm in for that. Um, but probably won't stick around like the hardcore Destiny yeah. do. I could probably see that be my relationship yeah. with Avengers yeah. where like when DLC turns up, I'll be happy to and jump in. I promise that that's all, like new characters are three updates yeah. and they'll all have their own missions, story mm -hmm. and yeah, Warzone the only, missions. The only paid them. element is like costumes and skins yeah. basically. Yeah. And at the moment they've said it's just Earth that's been in there yeah. but you could easily Cosmic, see right? a year down mm -hmm. the line just adding a bit of a planet or yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the bit that I look forward to in a couple years if they do get to that destiny level of introducing three hour long raid missions yeah. where you're basically playing a full yeah. Marvel film and I know it's not like the exciting thing to think about before it's launched but yeah. we do live in a world where games get really good two years later yeah. well, <laughs> so oh, absolutely. It might be, Siege for example yeah <laughs> so it might be that it comes out and we're like Meh, and then mm. two years later you're like fuck mm -hmm. I'm tracks um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah what a weird one mm. uh, I also saw Disintegration Ooh. which is I know I've talked to both of you loads about this tell me more but no, I'll about. listen to you like honestly th this sounds something really really special well, and I will sit here and listen to you say it why do you like it so much Matt why do I like well uh, hold on this is a loaded question this <laughs> is your little freak <laughs> <laughs> calling me a freak you're the one who loves Max <laughs> I, I feel like we should explain what this is first because yep. some people might not have watched Jeff Keighley's show or they might not have paid attention to this Disintegration is a game Max. from the guy who well he's listed as a co-creator of the original Halo he was on the team till Reach and he is specifically uh, a, the guy who designed Master Chief whatever that means I think that's in a kind of fiction sense and look sense to a certain extent mm -hmm. like Master Chief is his guy okay. um, he's now back with a 30 strong team called V1 and they're making this game Disintegration and everyone's gone it's a sci-fi FPS from the guy who made Halo we know what that is and then what you find out it is is a game about being a robot man with a human brain on a hover bike that has guns on it and he controls a small squad of outlaws who are also robots with human brains <laughs> at the same time trying to get their human bodies back. It's really We've weird. We've all been there. We've all um, been there. And it feels like a bit Titanfall, a bit MOBA, a bit space combat. It's not Halo. And I think that's what took me aback. So mm -hmm. I played one full round of multiplayer turns out I'm sick at it as well Ooh. sounds good mm. but um, it's not Slayer is what you're saying it's no not, yeah. so this was an attack defense mode mm -hmm. um, 
which was really like properly fun so everyone picks a squad you don't pick a character so it's like my team were called the sideshows and they were like creepy clown robot people <laughs> um my grav bike had two giant clown faces on the side oh, really tell me this. This. yeah it's mad um and so my team was built around defense and traps so i could lay grenades that could be remotely detonated as my primary attack and then lots of my team had abilities that were like I can slow people down in this area so I can catch them in an attack so or that kind of thing. How much control do you have over the squad? So you are in full control of your bike and its primary fire and that feels a bit like it's a bit like space combat it's a bit dogfighty but it's not full free you can't just fly up and down and mm -hmm. around you're constantly horizontal and you're on a like I don't know, like a sort of a set y-axis. You can go ground level like a, to a, a certain height. A plane, basically. Yeah. So you you need to be more familiar with first-person shooter controls than you do yes. flight controls, yeah. right? Um, it just has once you're fighting another person, you suddenly start feeling like you're in a dogfight because you're having to go like around each other rather than strafe in front mm -hmm. of each other and mm -hmm. stuff. In terms of your squad, they're controlled basically using a ping system like Apex Legends. So your R1, you just click it and they'll go there and it's contact sensitive. So if it's like you've clicked an objective, they'll be like, we'll go and capture that objective. Yeah. But that means you can maneuver yourself and them independently. I could send them off to fight someone over here and I could flank round go okay. somewhere else. Then each of them, those four people in your squad have individual abilities. So they have on your d-pad up down left right each of those is a different ability on a cooldown okay but they use them f from them so they need to be in the right place if you see what i mean mm -hmm. so you've got this kind of two they describe it as your left hand is your bike and your right hand is your team like okay. you've got you've got to be working two hands at the same time essentially what you want um, to use both <laughs> my hands at the same time yeah boy um and so what it creates is like this like it's an FPS at its heart, and everything feels like using an FPS, mm -hmm. but you've got to have a tactical brain at the same time, because if you're actually going to be doing well, you need to be getting your people in the right place to do their abilities. It's almost like playing Overwatch, but you're the whole team. You're, you're Say you're running around a soldier, but you're also controlling the other members you kind of the team. Of, it's kind of... Yeah, it's not as in-depth as that, because from my experience... All your units are different. So you have like a sniper and a guy in a big mech and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, not in a big mech. He is a big mech because they're brains in bodies. But brains in me, bodies, aren't we all? Brains in robot bodies. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but they don't see... I didn't see much kind of evidence that they were doing much more than walking up and shooting. Okay. So like if you died, does the rest just sort of carry on and try and win for you, or yes. is that it? Yeah, so they okay. carry on, and then you reappear, you pop back up and oh, have you to get respawn. back into the fight. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, in multiplayer, it's a respawn thing. Okay. And if they die, they're dead for a bit, and then they pop, like teleport okay. back in with your squad. But there's also a full campaign. There is a full campaign. So the campaign is completely separate from multiplayer. You always play as this robot man called Roma, and every single mission, he'll have a different bike. I don't know why, but that's what they've said. So you're kind of having, you learn the idea of it, but your controls, oh, you, your weaponry and stuff changes. And your squad is like a group of outlaws. But what I found out from uh, the developer, Marcus Letho, is that at some points, that squad isn't just four people. Like, you get an army at one point oh, in that wow. campaign. So it's like, the idea is that you're going around collecting more outlaws to your cause. Mm -hmm. And at some points, it will be like, 
you'll go you'll start with a small squad and then during the course of your mission you'll meet a load of other outlaws and they'll be like right we'll go with you and then they join so the idea is that you're building like an actual mm -hmm. little force and i suppose when it comes to the multiplayer in terms of the fiction yeah the army actually exists but you've got is a five of you in a multiplayer match yeah. versus five yeah so you're like almost like there's five lieutenants that are in the sky and then the army's and on the ground they've got their own little yeah. crew yeah it's and what kind cool. of is this all like a desolated earth sort of so the look? story is Okay. that after climate change and uh, like a pandemic, humanity's on its knees, it's going to go extinct. It's going to happen. And scientists Get ready. In a, yeah. Scientists in a last-ditch effort to save us remove human brains and put them in robots. <laughs> Logical. Uh, and it's just temporary. It's fine. It's just till we work out what to do. Yeah. Uh, and then some people lose their sense of self and become a transhuman or post-human race that want to stay as robots. Okay. Take don't, control. Don't blame them. Yeah. Take control. Stop everyone. They they forcibly stop people from... Uh, well, the process is called integration. Mm. Disintegration. Do you ever is... wish you had metal instead of flesh? Not on most of me. Maybe yeah. my ass. If you couldn't really go swimming, you'd rust up. <laughs> yeah. Well, stainless steel. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're going for? You're, you're rich. Yeah. I'm about for that. I'll be a little sink boy. Wow. Sink even. I just invest wisely, and yeah. also, as I say, just my ass. Yeah. Does sink rust? I don't want some. There's probably some much smaller. Stainless than me steel can stain. It's, it's, it's not actually a, a perfect. Oh, this guy. Oh, someone. Big someone stainless steel's going <laughs> We're already in trouble with big mill. The one. The one podcast we need Dale on to talk about steel. Damn and, it! Have you never seen a gross-looking sink? <laughs> Anyway, all of this is to say is disintegration is quite cool, and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing when more. is it out and what's it on? Don't remember. And it's PC, <laughs> Xbox One, and PS4. Sweet. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm. It's the reason I've talked about it so much is it's the only game that I knew almost nothing about going into this show mm -hmm. and came out going, I really want to play that game. Yeah. Because it was quite. It was a weirdly flat show for announcements. Mm -hmm. um, but the other one that I've been interested in, you played called The Eternal Cylinder. Yes, this is a fun little game. It's not even little. It's 20 hours long, apparently. Is uh, it? Yeah. Jesus. It's so, if you don't know The Eternal Cylinder, is, it's a survival game, which initially would put me off because I'm not a fan of survival games. Nope. I do not like games where you're constantly being told to eat and drink. I just hate watching bars go down yeah. of their own accord. But luckily, the eating and drinking in this game actually benefits you more than just staying alive. So it, it actually makes you want to eat and drink stuff. So basically, you play as this weird little alien who's uh, modelled on Cubert mm -hmm. the oh, actually modelled yeah, on Cubert yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, modelled on him and it's uh, I forgot it's a treble you're called treble what okay. from Star Trek that's no, a treble that's a treble it's a treble they're obviously playing on right. that and you hatch on this alien planet which just has this rolling like terrifying storm coming behind you which oh, is, is called the, it's like a big it's hard to describe. It's like a massive wave of like energy dust. Okay, it's a right, weird right, right. thing. It's Galactus. And it's just coming towards you from the back. So the first thing you have to do in this game is just sprint <laughs> and run away from this thing. And it's called the Eternal Cylinder, the big storm. That's where mm -hmm. the game gets its name. And you basically hit checkpoints. So when I originally saw this game, I thought it was a roguelike and you start and hatch each time and learn as you go along. But thankfully it's not because that would get frustrating in this game, I think. It's checkpointed, mm -hmm. so you hit these big pillars, which is where the... Uh, if you activate these pillars, the cylinder gets stopped where it is, and it gives you breathing time oh. to roam around the next area. 
and you can then drink up water which you can shoot out like a water nozzle which can like solve puzzles it can also okay. halt enemies you you don't do a lot of combat in the game but you may need to just like stave them off a little bit right uh, i think there you get more powerful as you go on later in the game i only played like the first half an hour or so mm -hmm. and then you go around these areas until you reach a big at the moment it's a big blue wall which looks like an area you can't pass and they said they'll change that because it's putting a lot of people off but as soon as you go through that wall of it's like a big blue energy wall the cylinder starts moving again oh, okay. so you have to sprint to the next pillar and avoid evade everything in your path and activate that pillar and then the same cycle starts again you'll have to solve some puzzles and it's like alien exploration outrun <laughs> yeah so it's like part like exploration survival and then for 30 seconds every half an hour it turns into like an outrun game where you just have to outrun this massive storm but the main thing that makes it fun and a different survival game is that you can you can just eat suck up with your nose like kirby anything with your mouth even not your nose uh anything you see like seeds and there's lots of plants and just try them. some of them will literally just feed you and keep your health going up mm -hmm. which gives you energy i don't I can't remember. I don't think you can just die of starvation. You'll just get really slow. Yeah. And it'll make it hard to evade enemies and such. But, like, so the, one of the first things I sucked up was this giant, like, grasshoppery type creature drops, like, this green glowing orb. So I sucked that up and I could suddenly jump a lot higher. Oh, okay. So I could get up to a place I needed to escape the cylinder from. So it near feels the start. like it's not just that there's stuff and it might mutate you. Yeah. But they you could look at something and go i reckon that might give me this yeah. if i so there was a, somehow there was uh i went into like an icy region which i was like my energy was going down really quickly because i was really cold but i ate this furry like sea thing and i grew fur on my skin <laughs> and mutated me so i could withstand those conditions That's and go cool. around there normally it's almost a bit sporish then but yeah. it's a more interesting element yeah. to it, i suppose and like another one was i went into a cave and there was just this square block blocking a door that i couldn't open i had to roam around this cave until i found something that i ate up which turned me into a cube shape so i could fit into that hole literally putting a square peg into a square hole so what is it is it metroidy is it no you're never you going should, back you're constantly going I mean, forward is it the is the idea that you should be finding these things are they in order or is it experimental? i think so because sometimes you need to find them to progress right so it is yeah it's like yeah. it's got a puzzle game structure yeah it's got it's puzzles and it's it's all about and you talk to these mad like elder aliens and ancient aliens to work out what is happening to your race because you find more members of your race as you go along i met four different ones so near the end of my session i just had like four little friends running around with me oh cool and you can share those abilities so like say you are furry you just select from the menu and you can share it to them. Right. And they all become like that. And it was just really cool because I'm not a survival game person at all, but this was more of a puzzle game than that. Yeah. And it kind of had that, I know this will perk your ears up, it had that Outer Wilds mm. energy of weird alien civilization and races and what is this cylinder and why is it here. So it's just trying to work out what's going on. Yeah, you're basically trying else. to outrun this thing and as you go along, piece together what is happening to your race and what's caused this cylinder to I, occur. I bet that game's going to be well sad. <laughs> oh, it, it had that sort of vibe, yeah. yeah. It's quite, because there's no like, voice acting, it's all like... <laughs> yeah. If it's, 
if this is confusing to you, by the way, mm. it makes way more sense looking at the trailer. Yeah. Like, because I didn't, you explained to I me, think I was we like, have this a, all sounds cool, but I didn't We know have a couple of videos up on site as well. We had the developer on stage mm-hmm. at the show, and he was a really nice guy. It's definitely worth looking at. It's very, very strange looking. Yeah. It's cool. Like, yeah. there's big, it's, like, big human face sculptures in the ground and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's a, it's a nice aesthetic to it. But I'd, yeah, keep it on your radar out <laughs> next year at some point. Is it? Yes. Do you know what else has a nice aesthetic? Me? Astral Chain. Oh. Uh, which is the new Platinum game that I've been playing. Uh, I met the director, Mr. Taura, who was lead designer on Nier Automata, which should give you some idea of what a fucking ledge he At is. At Gamescom, I saw a cosplayer walking around as the character from Nier Automata, fully with the black blindfold. Oh, O2B. I saw, how were they I getting saw around? as well. Yeah. Maybe it was like a mesh. It could be a muslin. Mm, but still, that's not making it easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not about easy. It's about being stylish, isn't it? That's isn't so it? true. I mean, mm. that is basically 2B's entire design. <laughs> yeah. um, and Astral Chain is fucking banging. It's your sort of thing, isn't it? It's very much my sort of thing. <laughs> it is a platinum game, but it has a very interesting twist, which is that you are in control of not only your own character, but a legion, which is sort of an interdimensional demon that's been repurposed as a policeman. <laughs> uh, this is a fun place for the Dark Material saga to go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really weird. Um the story of Astral Chain is that uh, something started destroying all of humanity. And, Again? Yeah. It's a theme. I mean, we and deserve not, it. Yeah. yeah. And all of humanity that was left, because uh, basically it was t- there's some sort of force turning people into crazy zombie beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of humanity built a giant cyberpunk city on an island called the Ark, and they all just live there now. But now all the evil started to happen at the Ark. And you are a policeman who is tasked with trying to stop that, you are armed with a legion, which is an experimental experimental technology to take the demons that are attacking and repurpose them to attack back. Mm-hmm. You have them on an astral chain. And the idea is that you run around, you can summon them, and they fight on their own. But so you can use the chain. Kind of like, what was the character in Devil May Cry? You had the animals. Is it a uh, bit v, like that? It's, it doesn't control quite like V, because those animals were... Or those demons, more mm. to the point, were like, essentially attacks, but they were disembodied mm-hmm. from you whereas this is much more you're a character there's another character that you can take occasional control of okay. and working in tandem with them is the point mm-hmm. so your right stick if you hold the left trigger it turns off the camera control and turns on direct control of that thing mm-hmm. that's partly because you want to get them in the right place or if you want to attack two demons at once you're attacking over here you move them over there they automatically attack over there but that's also you are the chain has a physical like full length and certain, like, if someone's charging at you, if you pull the chain taut between you, you basically Irish whip these fuckers. <laughs> you just grab them and fling them across the screen. Or you can wrap people up in chains, which disables them for a few seconds, depending on how strong they are, and you can get in full attacks. That then builds into other things, like you're plugging in abilities, so you can do link attacks, where if you chain them up and they get stuck there, you can immediately start a chain, like a chain attack with your demon. Or okay. with your legion. And then you can go even further. Like, this is where the Nier stuff comes in, because Nier had this, like, almost infinite amount of customization where you could, like, I don't need a HUD anymore. I'll take my HUD off so that I get more abilities. Mm-hmm. I've currently got an ability that any of those link attacks turns on automatically without me having to do it. So now I've plugged in an ability that causes those to happen, and then I do them automatically with no button press. So you're essentially, like, optimizing Sounds yourself. lazy. Yeah, I'm a lazy guy. <laughs> Apart from all this, I think it might be the best-looking game on Switch. Is it only on the Switch? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's published by Nintendo. Mm. 
it, it looks fucking incredible. The opening to this game, just I did. It's one. This is one of those things that people say occasionally. This genuinely happened to me. I was a bit tired. I didn't know I'd moved into a gameplay section for a second. I was just like, "Oh, it's not cutscene anymore." Okay, and like it started. And I've not really had that with Switch before. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of incredible that it's on there at all. Is it quite a lengthy game? Do you think it feels long? Mm-hmm. Um, like every chapter is a pretty substantial amount of time. And I've done like, well, I don't know, maybe three, and it's ten. I'm coming up to probably eight or ten hours like it's a mm. big thing um mm. i feel like that's right i'm not lying um <laughs> if it isn't technically true it's true in my heart <laughs> and you can't put me in jail for that um <laughs> basically I just, basically i think it's just fucking wicked and it's out i think next week yeah um, it's around the same time as control yeah if you mm. care about platinum games or what if I've never played a Platinum game? This is probably actually a not a bad place to start because mm-hmm. the Platinum's whole thing is usually super spe- specific input control. So mm-hmm. you have to be really good at timing. You have to be really good at different button presses and thinking through your combos. This one relegates all of that stuff behind how good are you are positioning yourself in any one moment. Mm-hmm. All you've really got as, as the player character is attack with one of three weapons, at least at the point I'm at, and dodge and those are two buttons so it's way more about going I need to be here attacking at this time and my legion needs to be here attacking at this time and then having the wherewithal to move together or move apart it's way it's it's almost like someone looked at Brothers A Tale of Two Sons and went what if they were fucking kung fu artists (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's really cool I like it I might give it a go because I've I've always liked the look of platinum games I've just never delved into one just because the action looks mad and I'm into giving it a go would you recommend this as one then, or should I go back to Bayonetta? Or? Uh, I would say Bayonetta is the one that I fell in love with, but I think this is probably an easier entry point. Also, it makes a bit more sense than Bayonetta. It feels like someone actually wants to write a story instead of just go, she's a witch, her clothes fall off, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> um, so I like, I, I like quite a lot of the story. And also, it has some. the thing I haven't talked about is you're a policeman. There's actual kind... So far, it hasn't gotten too complicated but there's mm-hmm. some actual good police procedural elements in there like to carry on you need to go around collect like keywords from people so they'll go oh i saw a demon come out of a red door mm. and then it just goes red door and that goes in your police notes mm. and then at the end of the chapter before you continue you have to essentially do a quiz where you've worked you've proving you've worked out the story by plugging those keywords okay. in as responses it's really fun is, is it in english or is there a lot of reading involved uh it's well it's in english Okay. Um, but as in voice acted, or some of it's voice acted, some of it okay. is in kind of classic. Let's see if that or Fire Emblem for me. Or that got a make got a, a week off next there. week. I'm I'm up for starting a new big Both old of game. Those are very well. I, I mean, Fire Emblem is insanely long. Yeah, I don't know how long Astral Chain is yet, but it feels mm. big. They're both wicked. God, Japanese people are good at making <laughs> games. Good on them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what nationality of people made the cycle. German. Are they? Oh. Yeah, it was a, from How the fitting. Made in Germany section of Gamescom, which is nice. Did, you, did you play it in the Indie Village? I saw they no, were no, camped they, out there. They oh. got a uh, like this really, really nice big section that was like the length of one of the halls, which was Ooh. just called Made in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went there to play the cycle, which you can play at home because it's literally came out the first day of Gamescom. It's a... Uh, Technically, an early access game, but is it, it feels free to play. It's free to play. Yeah, it is. It is a PVEVP game. Um, which I see you, you've gone for the 
EV, I PvE think that's the way to do it. I, think especially, it's I, I played a game earlier that was PvPVE. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I think there is, if you wanted to get really nerdy about it, a slight distinction between mm-hmm. the two, but they do sort of belong to the same genre. But basically, if you've played something like Destiny's um, Gambit mode or the, or something like ba- uh, I'm losing all my words here. Dying Light, uh, Bad Blood. It's been or, a long week. It's yeah, fine. it's been. It has been a long week. Um, or the Dark Zone and the Division. These mm. are all examples of kind of PvEVP. Uh, the cycle makes this its game. It's not just a mode. It mm. is the whole thing. Um, it looks a bit like Fortnite. It's got that sort of graphical style. I which wonder I wonder why they've done that. Wow, I know. It's an Epic so Store weird. exclusive. So, <laughs> hmm. um, And basically, the it is classed as a competitive quester where you play a prospector that lands on a, like, effectively a, pla- a planet-sized island. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no. Island-sized planet. Right. <laughs> um, which is about to suffer the cycle, which is a 20-minute sort of until doomsday right. the entire place is going to go up in smoke in 20 okay. minutes uh, and there's 20 players that drop onto the island and it's got the battle royale thing of where you can either go in as solos you can go in as duos or you can go in as teams mm-hmm. but there will always be 20 people and then across the island are lots of kind of small easy to complete quests basically so some of them is the easiest ones are like you see massive chunks of crystals so you call in a drill and it drops on it and then you wait until the drill's done and then you take the stuff mm-hmm. and that gives you some points some of them are a little bit more complicated like here is a big drone dispenser uh, it's going to shoot some drones out can you protect it while it's doing so that it's almost like a game show to try and lead like get, you're trying I, to get up a leaderboard and get points yeah yeah so so the whole thing is so so you're defending areas or you're or you know you're um mm-hmm. grabbing things and stuff like this and it's all the enemies that you're actually fighting are creatures that are in the okay. world you know so as you're defending the drone dispenser you've got like waves okay. of so monsters you're not will be coming. actively trying to get other people so yeah that's the interesting thing there are other people on the island but you're not competing for kills you're competing for the score that you okay. get for completing these contracts but i assume you could could you Say someone's doing that drilling one, mm-hmm. you could ambush them, kill them all, and then take yeah, the stuff. Yeah, see, this okay. is where it becomes interesting. So you don't... The really fascinating thing is you don't get rewarded for killing other players, mm-hmm. aside in one very specific situation, which is where if a player is very, very trigger-happy and going around murdering other yeah. players, they'll eventually gain a bounty, which, in, okay. you know, basically... They become a quest. Yeah, 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 they become a quest for everybody else, uh, and they go and kill them. Don't be a dickhead. Get some points. But yeah, the whole idea is is you are trying to be at the top of the leaderboard in the points that you've got so effectively you either outstrip you know or well outpace everybody else and do more quests which means that basically keep away from them and and stay Mm -hmm. doing so you can i think effectively the way to be good at it is to find ways to chain quests together so you do this one and then you're immediately finding the next one that's like two feet away from Mm. you Mm -hmm. and rather than kind of focusing on oh i'm only going to do big quests that give out big rewards because they might be miles apart um and obviously if you're not doing so well then maybe you go and find a team and you Mm. you have so a fight with what's, those what's the end game of this then so uh, the you're you're obviously looking to escape the place before the 20 minutes is up and basically the person that evacuates that has the highest amount of points is the winner of that match oh but, so can you be top of the leaderboard but not evacuate so i don't actually lose? know because i've only played this once right and uh, we won <laughs> oh <sick. laughs> yeah so um 
I uh, I'll point out I was with a developer. It's me and a developer, mm. so he knew a lot more what was going on. But I know how to shoot things, right? And so that helps. Um, so we I don't know if you could maybe become the winner, but not get to the extraction zone and therefore fail. I don't know how many sort of variations this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know you can do things like if you see other players out in the field, you can create a truce with them and you can work together, but then you can also end the truce as well. Yeah. And if you end the truce, then you could shoot them. It so sounds, you could use yeah. them to boost your points and sounds then get rid of them. interesting. What is the cycle out on? Uh, the cycle's only out on PC at the moment. Okay. Um, it feels... So it's made by Jaeger, who are the people that made Spec Ops The Line. Mm-hmm. And um, so that masters. was obviously... Pardon? Heard they're the masters. Are they? All yeah. right. Jaeger Master. Get yeah, it. no, I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, get it. No, I was just looking yeah. at you. They're the bomb. Disappointedly. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Um, and they also did... Um, so that was obviously a single-player, you know, uh, shooter. They also made a game called Dreadnought, which I don't think is as well-known. But that was effectively a hero shooter but you played a spaceship mm. and it was like a 5v5 um, sort of game where like you had a healer ship and you had the big dreadnoughts which were your heavy tank hitters and the interesting thing I find about that which is what the cycle is is it basically takes interesting things about other games that are popular and turns it into its own thing so dreadnought turns something like overwatch into a space sim mm. Mm. this has got elements of battle royale as you can sort of hear from it and it has elements of things like the Division's Dark Zone. And like when I first came out and I spoke to you about it, Joe, you were kind of like, it, it, you came up with this sort of really nice idea that I've run with is that it's like almost the first post-Battle Royale. Yeah. And I don't mean, I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to say that this is the first PvEVP game. Like I know those have existed, but quite often they've either been modes in other games or they haven't been built in what feels like a way that like these guys quite obviously want this to be a success it's Mm. launching as a free-to-play game on the same platform as fortnite with a similar aesthetic to fortnite it really feels like it's gunning to be the start of a new interesting trend which is fascinating because it's been you know announced not necessarily announced at gamescom but made a big thing of at gamescom Mm. at the same time that tencent have announced synced off planet which I know, Cardi, you did not think so much of. It, I played a very janky mm-hmm. early development version of that game where it feels like The Division, but if The Division had worse shooting sure. and uh, was less inspired. But that's yeah. also, if I'm right, a game about multiple teams dropping in, having yep. to do stuff together and then get out at the end of it. Yeah, it's more... Yeah, it's less quest-based than yeah, you, the cycle sounds. It's much more... Left for dead, you have right? To, yeah, you have to get to an extraction point, defend it, and get... It's basically like a, the Dark Zone in yeah. the mm-hmm. Division, but the whole mode is that. Yeah. But the fascinating thing here is, is so those are two games that are clearly after the same trend. Mm. And, you, you know, in the case of Synced, it's made by Tencent, who know exactly what they're doing when it comes to big games because they half own Epic, well, 40% of it, and they've got massive stakes in the people that make uh, PUBG. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they outright own Riot that had the one of the earlier big crazes of the decade, which was MOBAs. Tencent know exactly what they're doing, so I find it fascinating that they're doing it. I feel that as... Battle Royale I don't think is ever going to go away because it is quite a good genre mm. um, but crazies eventually die down and new ones sort of mm. replace them even if it doesn't be even if these don't become the most played games in the world I could yeah. see us about to go into kind of like a few year period where everybody's making PvE VP games do you know what craze will never die what? wind jammers damn right it won't <laughs> at least not with me <laughs> uh, 
Have you played Windjammers? It's a game about playing tennis with a frisbee, but also killing yeah. people. You may have played Disc Jam, the uh, janky 3D version, Why which is a pretender to the throne. Disc Jam is a piece of I didn't know there was killing people in Windjammers. No, it's not killing people. It's knocking them over and hitting them. I mean, that's just fun. Yeah. 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 It's, it's frisbee battle tennis. Nice. Um, Windjammers my... 2 looks pretty much like a nicer looking version of the original by here oh. with extra shit well this is well that what's interesting is that you say it looks nicer because lots of people hate how windjammers well, 2 looks when i say looks nicer it's not it's not 8 bit windjammers 1 was, was made eight? in yeah. 1994 i think it's 16 16 i was gonna um, say for the neo geo and it looks that way it was re-released on ps4 two years ago mm-hmm. uh, we got obsessed with it We've, if you've listened to the podcast for a while you will have heard about us heard of yeah. us talking about Windjammers I, I think it's genu- it- I think it's genuinely a perfect game yeah. I think it's one of the best sports game, sport <laughs> games ever made Windjammers 2 changes the aesthetic it now looks like a kind of 90s cartoon they said like they were inspired by 90s cartoons like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's kind it's of it's a bit like the new Battletoads game as well yeah and they're going for the same sort of thing aren't they and their kind of thing was like it's American things trying to look like Japanese cartoons, okay. something like that. Oh, is that's kind of like the um, GI Joe sort of approach. That to was cartoons, the other one he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's got that aesthetic. And at first, that kind of put me off because I was like, part of what makes Windjammers so perfect. Like, there is literally a term called pixel perfect, and yeah. it's because of games like Windjammers, where every pixel is literally a piece of the game. Yeah. So I was worried about that. In practice. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It feels exactly the same. It nice. just looks different. And they've added some really smart, just little tweaks. So the idea is, if, it, if you're taking sports sequels, you know how FIFA changes tiny things every yeah. year. Everyone hates that, but it's the way you make those games. Yeah. It's kind of what Windjammers 2 is doing. But like 25 years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By, uh, by, that game was made in, the first game was made in Japan. Mm. This is a cool thing. I would really like to write about this. Windjammers only ever really got successful in France. Mm-hmm. They were like, it was a huge deal in France. And I'm not sure why, <laughs> but it just was. And now the new developers are a bunch of French guys who just bought the rights oh, from the original de- that's developers. A, that's and a nice story it. in itself. It's right? amazing. Mm. Um, and so what they've done is they've taken this game they love, and then p- presumably these are all fans of the game who've just gone, oh, imagine if you could just do that. That feels like what they're doing. Like, there's now a parry button. So, like, instead of catching it and throwing it back, you now have the opportunity to just smack the frisbee back <laughs> and it does like a drop shot like so it's very tennessee hmm. um which is another thing i like so that works um and it's just like tiny little changes you can jump hmm. so jump is risk reward because if they've thrown it under you you've just jumped yeah, over yeah. the frisbee you look like a dickhead but if they've tried to lob you you grab it out of the air and fling it back in midair it's fucking it's amazing still got banging music uh, I couldn't. It was over the yeah. din of Gamescom. I couldn't really hear. So the original game has some fantastic. Yes, music. it really does. That's what we're playing at the end of the podcast today. Oh, original Windjammers music. Yes, please. Um, basically, I think Windjammers Two might be a perfect game, but slightly more perfect. So wow. I am bold. Well excited for it. Nice. Uh, I don't even know what Star Renegades is. Something that I didn't know what it was until I stumbled over its booth mm-hmm. in the Microsoft section. Um, it's really, really nice. It is developed by the people that, if you know Halcyon 6. Nope. So that was a, a small uh, base sort of management game. Okay. Um, all in pixel art. But this is a roguelike JRPG, which instantly has my attention. That's two a, things I'm not super into. A turn-based JRPG? So, so yep. imagine like a Final Fantasy Battlestar system. So you've got a team of, of guys, you know, on the left-hand side mm. and enemies on the right. 
Um, and then there's an overworld, which you sort of work your way through, um, obviously randomly generated stuff to it. Um, but there's a story, and it has, like, components that it knows how to put together to create a story. Okay. Right. Because they were, like, originally we started with archetypal characters like you would in a, in a roguelike, but it just didn't work because it didn't feel like an RPG. Mm, so yeah. it's now got characters that speak. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is, A, it's got a beautiful um, pixel art, very Gundam-y sort of uh, look to it. Um, but it's in 2.5D, um, which is really oh. nice. So it's got really cool lighting effects. So all of these like chrome and marble sort of uh, structures that you're standing on have really yeah. beautiful sort of lighting effects on it. I'm wondering, is kind of like Octopath Traveler? A little bit, but I think it looks a lot better than Octopath. I'm wondering, how are they balancing it? Because roguelikes, you don't want them too long because by nature, you have mm -hmm. to keep going through them. And JRPGs are not, is not a genre. That yeah, so he says that it's short a games. really short, like... He, because like, there was only just one guy sitting on this booth and sort of like nobody was talking to him I thought I'll go and have a look at that because I love the look of the design and I think the thing is is it's it's in the Microsoft section where you've got Gears of War around it and oh, stuff shit. like that so <laughs> I suppose like it's not getting the biggest amount of kind of attention but the reason why I think it deserves attention is because it's got the Nemesis system in it oh fuck okay I'm back <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, enemies that you sort of fight and maybe lures against can turn up later on in the run right? and they'll be better, stronger understand sort of like how to fight you but maybe the most interesting way it has a similar sort of thing is if you have one of your uh, party members killed you then, you're, as you're working your way through the world, as part of the law is that you're collecting DNA and you can use DNA to resurrect your people back from the dead but it's also used for lots of other things so maybe you're like I don't I, you know, I want to put upgrades together. I don't want to resurrect someone. The enemy can resurrect your dead party members and put them in their teams. Yeah. And then uh. you have to fight your so, previous party members. Does it have this nemesis system within each run or does it remember that over different I runs? Of I think it's within the run okay. rather than a thing. It does but sound like it would be really complicated. Yeah, because that yeah. would be mad if it was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just that whole thing of like... You're, you'll want to carry on through your run mm -hmm. yeah. in the hope of that like you're going to come across those party members again because you like you, you desperately want their mm. skills back that is but a really time... interesting way to deal with the problem of roguelikes being that the only reward for carrying on is carrying on yeah mm -hmm. like, that's kind of cool I'm guessing from the name it's got more of a futuristic setting than like a medieval yeah RPG yeah yeah setting. so it's um, like lots of um, say Gundam style looking things okay. like big weird robots um Power armor. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll be willing. Is it on the it Switch? Um, so I don't know what it's on at the moment okay. because, like, the, he he described himself as a sort of a second party studio now for Microsoft, okay. but they were bought out after Star Renegades went into development. Right. So this yeah. sounds like a perfect Switch game. Yeah, it does. So I said to him, like, I would just, I basically want to play this on the Switch. I know you're demoing it yeah. to me on an Xbox. Um, I know it's coming to PC as well, but obviously, you know, that's a standard thing now for yeah. Microsoft. Um, but it, the way he was talking to me wasn't like don't rule it out yeah, yeah so yeah. I would very much like like it is the perfect Switch yeah. game basically mm. uh, that's oh you've that's got it more? for games yeah that's all the games what we saw yeah <laughs> or that we think are worth talking about yeah uh, I played FIFA again still FIFA it's good enjoy I would, it I would be interested in knowing what people thought of Gamescom in general and if there are yeah. games we didn't talk yeah, about if you even like if you were there let us know that's a really good point uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com yeah. I just have a really brief thing I'm seven out of nine episodes into the season two of Mindhunter and it is still brilliant I'm five in it's my favourite programme of 2017 and it's 
probably now my favourite programme of 2019. It is very much my shit. I'd really like to talk to you about certain things in yeah. it, but someone at this table can't be asked. Oh, so, I'm yes. sorry, I had to we'll go to Gamescom. <laughs> like I said, I'm off next week. Week after, we can have a little delve into Maybe it. Maybe we'll do I'll a finish it Game of Thrones-style end of the episode turn yeah. off now I, if you haven't done it. It's Yeah, it's very much my shit. Um, Fincher, Serial Killers. If you never watched Series 1, I know a lot of people have said they were watched a couple episodes and were turned off by it. I oh. persevere because... It, I didn't even feel thing, like you needed to your... persevere. Like, yeah. It actually took me two full watches to fully like it. I thought Series 1 had some stuff where... Um, I don't like how Series 1 end, but they do a good job in Series 2 of kind of just retconning it a bit. Yeah, I totally agree. I, yeah, I didn't like how it ended. I also... There, there was elements of Series 1 when I saw it for the first time where I was like, hmm. this just feels like they're giving up on certain yeah. stories. But actually, that ki- that is also kind of dealt with in Series 2 where you you see echoes of stuff from the first... Yeah coming back but not necessarily like becoming they, a part of they the just do narrative. that really interesting mix of real life stuff that i know how it's going to play out with the fictionalized yes. characters mixing in with them and i'm yeah really wonder, wondering how a certain thing or two is going to play out and i imagine we'll have to wait to season three to see some of that yes but yes watch mindhunter if you haven't been watching it is well good uh you know what else is well good yeah <laughs> the end of search helps inside it's a uk agn crew yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? What the fuck are you doing? That's just pretty cool. I'm just a cool guy. <laughs> Read your quiz. Uh, I feel like we're wasting people's time in this studio. People, there is a VO session booked in for now, I think. Shut so, them up. But we're going to take our time because all I care about is bringing Hot sweet, swing. sweet stuff to people's ears. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get your stuff away from my ears. <laughs> uh, let me find my little doc. What's the name of this quiz? I've got one. Oh. Uh, let's call it. Oh, I wish I'd written that down. I don't even know what the rules are. You've made up some sort of weird thing. It's uh, Farming Simulator Simulator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember? I, I walked past the Farming Simulator, Simulator League. Pro League. Well, this is what it's, it's inspired by. There we go. Mad for it. Every year I go to Gamescom and I forget how much of a fucking huge deal Farming Simulator is yeah. in Germany. Uh so if you follow me on Instagram, and you should, two plus two is Joe. I'm great. Uh, on one Shameless. of my one of my stories was showing you the sheer madness around the farming simulator league <laughs> section. It attracted genuinely more people than modern warfare. There's a lot from of plowing going on. Uh, there was. They were getting very excited. It was incredible. <laughs> um, people in Germany love that game, and it will forever remain a mystery to me as to why. Mm. They're just a more that intelligent, and, peaceful people. And World of Tanks has, like, the biggest booth. That's ever. a Russian thing, though, I think. Yeah. No, but Germany, it's Russian. Like, Germans are into it. As oh, well. they're into they it, are. for sure. But they're into simulators more. Like, they, yeah. I, I can remember at one point thinking in history... thinking man's country. Yeah, at one point in history, there used to be a German games magazine purely for simulators. Legends. Wow. I love those people. They're amazing. Mm. Um... So I looked a little bit into quite how popular Farming Simulator is. Okay. Uh, and I've got a quiz based on the sheer unbelievable success of Farming Simulator in that country. Okay. I've taken five different years okay. in German video game history. I will tell you uh, what position in the charts that year that far- that year's Farming Simulator came. Mm-hmm. Then I'll give you five games and you have to guess which one of those games sold more copies than Farming Simulator <laughs> that year. Okay. 
This is these are Let's good do rules. It. 2012, uh, it was Farming Simulator 2013, following yeah. the standard sports game dating, for some reason. Uh, it was the 11th best-selling game of the year. Wow. And it sold 268,000 copies. <laughs> Which of these five games did it beat? Uh, did beat it. Beat it, okay. So are, these we look, are we looking for what came in at place 10 or at place 1 now? Uh, it's just, it's just or, above It's it. not place 1. What I will say before we started... Mm. F- there's no point in answering what guessing what the first place for all these years are. It's always FIFA. There's been yeah. one year in the last, I think, ten, no, eight, that it hasn't been FIFA number one, and it was GTA when it came out. Okay. Oh, I should say, we're playing for a prize. What? For the what? first time. Because at Podcast 500, a very nice man, Arjun Tahim, came up to me and said... I tried to find the poshest bag of crisps. Oh, I, I, I thought possibly I might just have them anyway. Have your brie and grape. And he, he found Saver Smith's Champers and Serrano chili oh, potato crisps. That. Champagne and ham chili. Okay. Um, I don't really like champagne, so. So basically, it's MSG free, it's gluten free, and it's vegan. So. Think what is that. vegan with Serrano ham? I think it? it's maybe Serrano chili is a separate uh, thing. Yeah, Serrano ham. That's a place in it. Yeah. Uh, so whoever wins gets Ooh. to taste it. Do we Although, have to eat them on the podcast? We no one wants to hear. We, well, what crisp. we can do, because Dale will go mental. Yeah. Let's just all eat one off mic and have a chat about it. Okay, don't cry. Should we do this farming simulator? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So one of these four games. Five games. One of these five games sold more in 2012 than farming simulator. Yeah. Okay. The five games are Mario Kart 7. World of Warcraft Mists of Pandaria, Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, Super Mario 3D Land, and Skyrim on Xbox 360. See, if I Only know... Only one of those games sold yeah, more than Farming Simulator. If I know... <laughs> if I think I know Germany, I know they're much more PlayStation-heavy than Xbox. Oh really? I think oh, in my own head. I, I can I can say that is absolutely true. That's the same throughout this list. Yeah. So I'm not going to go. I'm going to go for Pokemon. Pokemon Black Two and White Two. Yeah. Team. Although that wasn't, I'm guessing, a massively selling Pokemon game. They mm. all sell well. Mario Kart was Mario Kart Seven the one on the that Wii. That would have been that the was Wii U. Seven wasn't was it? Uh, no Seven was DS or three DS. Ah, right. Knock mm. it. But the DS is popular, but it's probably not popular in Germany. Why are none of these PC games? God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, isn't World of Warcraft? Oh, but I should say all these farming, oh, yeah. all of these farming simulators are the PC version only. Okay, right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going Pokemon. Uh, I'll, I'll try WoW. It was Mario Kart 7. Oh, oh for God's sake. I sold more than Skyrim. I mean, yeah. Skyrim had come out the year before. Yeah, that, was yeah. my, that was my tease, but mm. here we go. In 2014, we had Farming Simulator 2015. Did we? It was the 10th best selling game of the year. And it sold 262,000 copies. Oh, it's gone down. Uh, which of these five games beat it? Watch Dogs on PS4. Destiny on PS4. Assassin's Creed Unity on PS4. Tomodachi Life on 3DS. <laughs> so throw it, that's thrown in, isn't it? Or The Last of Us Remastered. You can go first this time. Gonna go in for Destiny, I think. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I'm sticking. I'm, I was gonna go Destiny as well. 
It's Tomodachi Life. Oh, well, I knew that had to be in there for a reason. Tomodachi <laughs> Life. Do you remember what that game is? Not. Um, is that the weird little like drawn alien one? It's no. It's a 3DS game where you put your Mies in a little town. Oh yeah. And you can make them sing and do stuff. It's fu- <laughs> It's one of the funniest games I've ever well, I'm played. Is, but the 3DS is good in German now. Tomodachi Life. There we go. Um, nil nil after two. Tomodachi Life sold. In Europe alone, 1.3 million copies. What? <laughs> it's huge. Wow. Also, that's the guy that made Super Metroid. Put it on that. the Switch. All sorts of Tomodachi Life stuff. I would love Tomodachi <laughs> Life on Switch. That game's fucking hilarious. In 2015, now, this is interesting. I didn't know this. Farming Simulator is on a two-year cycle. Oh. Um, so it goes 2013, 2015, 2017, yeah. 2019. Um so in 2015 we were still on Farming Simulator 2015 <laughs> fucking Christ obviously it's lower level yeah. 27th best still st- sold 150,000 copies wow. after a year Ooh, people are losing them but it still beat some pretty big games mm. which of these beat it Battlefield Hardline on PS4 Grand Theft Auto 5 on PC and that was the year it came out on PC mm-hmm. Just Cause 3 on PS4, Rainbow Six Siege on PS4, the year it came out as well, or Tomodachi Life. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my turn this time, isn't it? I am going to go, this is going to be, this is going to be my downfall, but I cannot believe that GTA is not. I can see I was going to say GTA as but well. Did that come out in like November? Did it only have like a month and a half? Yeah, I'm gonna go in for the old Tomodachi Life. It's Just Cause Three. Oh, what? <laughs> <it now. laughs> Just Cause Three was 25th. Tomodachi Life only one place below Farming Simulator. <laughs> sold another 144,000 <laughs> copies. Uh, what are they doing? Yeah, Grand oh. Theft Auto Five on PC. The first year it came out in Germany was the 31st highest selling game. It's got Although to have been I think out maybe might, like I think a it, week or something. Yeah, maybe it was the end of the year. Yeah. That's a really good. No, good so it came out in March, I think. No way! How the fuck? Everyone pirated it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> in 2016, the biggest release of Farming Still Simulator ever. Out. Farming Simulator 2017. Sixth best-selling game that year, three hundred and sixty thousand copies on oh, PC. That's a bumper year. Uh, I believe the harvest the, I believe was fruitful. P- I believe the PS4 <laughs> was somewhere in the twenties, so another hundred or so yeah. thousand. So huge year for FS. Um, and these are the five games that I'm putting it up against: Far Cry Primal on PS4, Battlefield One on PS4, Final Fantasy Fifteen on PS4, Doom 2016 on PS4. Or No Man's Sky on PS4. All of those games came out that year. It's your turn, sir. Has it, you haven't got one yet, have no, you? No, it's nil nil between us all. This could all come out. You should have done it with three, five's mad. I know, but it's great, oh, yeah. isn't it? It just shows you how insane oh, yeah. this is. <laughs> I'm going to hazard a guess at Battlefield. I'm going to plump for Final Fantasy 15. Finally, we have a correct answer. And it is Battlefield. Oh, gutted. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> I get why I'm it would have been in again. No Man's Sky just on PS4, but that's still mad to me, considering how successful that game was. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, 2018. Mm. Farming Simulator 19. They dropped the 2000 end. Ooh. It was the 12th best-selling Old. game that year. Bit of a fall back to earth for the FS 
team. Was there a controversy behind this one? Yeah, maybe. Was maybe. it only on the Epic Store? Yeah, they didn't have enough uh, Gomsol Mash because that that <laughs> license went to that was, that's pure, pure farming. farming. Yeah, yeah, they lost the big Gomsol Mash license. It happens. So twelfth best, two hundred eighty-five thousand copies sold. Uh, these are what it went up against. Red Dead Redemption Two on Xbox One, because obviously PS4 is sold more. Shadow of the Tomb Raider on PS4, Far Cry 5 on PS4, Spyro Reignited Trilogy on PS4, and Monster Hunter World on PS4. It's my turn, isn't it? I'm going for Spyro. Oh, I was thinking Spyro as well. If you say the same one, you can't lose. This is true. Cheap, but effective. Yeah, but see, the thing is, people went bananas for Spyro over here. I can remember talking to a manager of game who was saying that, like, just interest in Spyro was vastly outstretching yeah. like even Red Dead um, but, but do can, Germans love it. the little dragon boy yeah um, Don't yeah be, you can say it if you want yeah okay Spyro spineless <laughs> doesn't matter Far Cry 5 <laughs> what Far Cry 5 I guess you can have a tractor in it so that's very true it's very uh, very farm does that based mean after five, five questions Matt has won one nil he has <laughs> enjoy your crisps you prick get those saver smiths down you yep how will Dale feel about the actual opening of he'll the bag he'll love that he'll love that he okay. just doesn't like hearing mouth noise oh please don't do that I'm eating mine away from the mic because yeah, I am away not. From the mic too. I've got quite a, quite a strong bag. Um, so. Go for the go for the sniff test. What we what we thinking? What's the pungency? More they're sh- not they're not actually as strong. I'd say Ooh. the champagne might be the the more Hello. dominant mm. flavor. That's what I want. I want, okay. I want. I would eat some slabs on the podcast, but you're about to hear them oh. in Timbuktu. <laughs> <laughs> the winner has his first taste. He doesn't look pass, impressed. Pass, pass them round. Let's, let's let's all have a bang on them. The the um packet has the texture and look of like a high quality bag of coffee. It does actually. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so, oh, I don't. I've only just noticed that there is a man wearing a little purple hat. Oh. Got the face of and, a cat. Hasn't yeah, he's he? got a cat's head. I don't. I don't know what's going on with these. Like, there's a little at the end of it. There's some note of chili, which I do quite like. But the start of it, they're basically sweets. The champagne. Got, yeah. The champagne flavor is too sweet. You know, if you, you know when you get like the the Thornton champagne truffles, they've got a bit of that oh, to them. Maybe I'm nice. going. Maybe I'm going mad. I think they just taste like ready salted. So they're like not a... as powerful as I thought they'd be. No. Right? Do you know what? They're not bad though. I was a bit we wary of them, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't eat them again. But uh, I'm not picking them up the store shelf. Well, I bet they're well expensive. Look at them. Mm. Look at the thickness yeah. on that bag. But thank you so much for giving us those. Arjun, thank you. Yeah. I genuine, like when he gave them yeah. to me. Because I thought he was going to give me milk. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were expecting a yeah. lot of milk. Uh, and he handed these over and I said, we're going to try them on the yeah. podcast. Strong crunch. Like, just, in terms they of are thickness. A good crunch. They're real. They're proper, yeah. like, actual real crisps. Yeah. We can't can't get away from the uh, crisps talk, can we? No matter how much we try. Have you got any crisp correspondence this week, Matt? Or is it vaguely crisp free? Let's have a look. No, it does appear to be crisp free. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is from... Carlos Martinet. Uh, hello, IGN UK. Long-time listener here. Here's a list of things that got lost in translation for me during the years of my listening to oh, you. Oh, yeah. We oh, were I'm ta- guessing, is we this were talking about- gentleman from the America? Yeah. Well, the America. I, we were talking about, if you are an American, have we just said words that you don't understand and you've just let fly mm-hmm. for a while? Yeah. Which, you know, we it do happens. quite a lot. Like, mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of American slang that I don't pick up. I um, have been known to talk absolute shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I don't agree. 
No, you have. <laughs> Wherever you're from, Carlos, hopefully we can uh, iron out the issues that you have with these various phrases. Mm-hmm. Crumpets. Oh, um, well, it's just... It, how do you describe a crumpet? It's like a bread disc. It's a hold bread disc where butter will drip freely onto your plate. Oh, yeah. mate, I love a crumpet. I'll tell you Soak what. up the butter at the end yeah, of so the last you know, bit of crumpet. You know when you're making a thick American pancake, yeah. which I'm sure you do, Carlos? Um, We're assuming he's American here. He might not be American. Yeah. But he might have had a thick American pancake. If you... Mate, you made a thick American pancake, we all have. Yeah. You know when the bubbles form, and that tells you when it's getting done. Imagine mm. if, so, if those bubbles burst and left essentially holes like throughout the entire thing. So when you put butter on it, the butter falls through the holes yeah. and soaks into the entire a thing. A crumpet is a beautiful thing, and I do not have them anywhere near often enough. Oh, no, man. I'll tell I you think, what. I can't my, remember the last one I had. I like it, some Nutella on a crumpet. Really? And it just fills I'm it just, with chocolate. Nah, I'm butter just, only. just butter, yeah. Maybe a little bit of Marmite. Nah. No, get out. <laughs> um, wow. That's as angry as I've ever heard you <laughs> Um, Mr. Blobby, which might have been, did we bought Mr. Blobby up at Podcast 500. I did describe mm. him as an inverse skip yeah. packet, I believe. He um, is the mascot of uh, Noel of, of popular <laughs> Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> is he that bad? He's, I don't know. I just felt I'm tired. That's horrible. I know. I've never, like, I, there's a he half, is, though, isn't he? Yeah, there's a half story that he once killed someone on Noel's house party. Which is... <laughs> Are we just slandering him now? No. I don't the, like him. He's the, a slimy I think that basically fuck. This, from what I... Un- rem- we'll look it up at some point. Yeah. But there was um, a contestant that had to go in like a crane. And there was an accident <laughs> with the crane. Oh, God. You've got to say allegedly while allegedly. saying stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Cut and them he, into he just, every time we've spoken before. For 10 years, he's watched people open boxes for money. Yeah. No, so... We've, yeah, we've had so many beard. extra British references here. Noel Edmonds is a game show host. Yeah. Noel's house party was a weird game show. Yep. And Mr. Blobby was a man in a suit who yeah. couldn't speak English. And is the, he was also, <laughs> yeah, the British version of Deal or No Deal, which is a global property. Not Mr. Blobby. No, 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 no. I would absolutely watch <laughs> Mr. Blobby <laughs> presenting <laughs> Not Deal or No Deal would be worthwhile because it yeah. would be as exactly as stupid <laughs> as that game is. Yeah. Uh, Secret Cinema. Which is a... It's just a fun event. Yeah, it's a London-based event in which you know the film that you're going to see, but it is done as effectively as a LARP when you get there. Yeah. You go as a... You get given a character in secret before you go. You turn up. So, for example, the most recent one was James Bond, and I went as a agent... Uh, and you get given a mission when you get there and then after you do all the live stuff you get to watch the film in a massive really cool cinema we can't all be Bond I'm doing the Stranger Things one are you? Um, yeah boy I think I'm going to do it next it does sound good mm. yeah, yeah. Um, at some point Gav made a reference to Bongo magazines <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, term for porn <laughs> it's just, yeah. Bongo mags uh, obscure and varied references to football manager. Well, Don't I can't we can, explain. Yeah, I yeah. can't explain what a truck artista is. In Absolutely yeah. not. Mm. Yeah. And the final one, Bellend. Uh, go on, Joe. It's the glands <laughs> of your penis. Yeah. He says he's trying look to the, introduce look at the shape. It. He says he's trying to introduce it hard here in the US. Introduces Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> And he finishes it with also coconut milk for the win. Yes! You love coconut milk. I didn't know... Have we talked about how I like coconut milk? I don't think we have. I only drink coconut milk with my coffee, not because I have anything against milk. Yeah. I just like coconut milk more. Oh, and Jess I is a fan of coconut milk. You better not be taking mine out. I wouldn't no, no, turn my nose up at it, but I'm happy with normal. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's me next. This is from Stuart Smith. 
Mm. I really like that from Carlos, by the way. I don't mean to impinge on your time, Stuart Smith. This better be good. <laughs> oh, it is. I remember this. All right, guys. Was listening to the most recent pod and had an episode of PTSD when you mentioned <laughs> you could get booked for swearing on an old FIFA. While at uni, I did what any self-respecting student does and spent most of my days hungover playing FIFA 14 and binging Netflix shows at the same time. Mm, good times. I'd gotten a good four seasons into a manager mode save, competing in the Champions League with Blackpool, when I decided... Which is mad. Carlos, they would have just been back to let you know, that's mad. They would have been back in the Premier League back then. Oh, yeah. When I decided... Maybe around then. When Stuart decided to start watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. After finishing a game, I got to the messages screen and found a note from the board saying my conduct during the last game was unacceptable and I needed to behave more appropriately. I realised the connect was picking up the dialogue from the show and thought it was a quirky little feature, but ultimately harmless. I was wrong. After receiving the message about five times, I was sacked, losing countless hours of playtime. <laughs> Is this real? Could that happen? There's only one way to find out. Stuart? If you're lying to us, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, what is the most pissed off you've ever been at a game? At a game? Mm. Well, I saw you throw down your controller at least three times during Rainbow Six. Oh, uh, it's just, I'm sure the hit detection's off at the moment. I'm shooting people in the head and it's not happening. For As me. we've said before, I get weirdly angry at Overwatch. Mm. <laughs> I think it's because a game I can, it's a you game I can play. You need to try out Rollock if it will ease those pains for you. That's a good point. Mm. Um, I, what's the most pissed off I've been at a game? It's usually that I'm pissed off with people rather than the game. I can get a bit pissed like at FIFA if I have a game where I think I'm playing well and I just don't win because I'm hitting the post every five seconds. Oh, that <laughs> Cardi did an amazing video that you should track down on his Twitter of him of failing to now. hit the net yeah. so many I lost many the match 4-1 and I hit the post about seven times. And and not to continue on a That theme, just makes you want to stop playing for a whole night and yeah. just go to bed and never wake up. I think, football, I think football managers the lowest a game's ever made me feel. But I wouldn't say it's pissed off because it's usually yeah, I'm never, your I'm never fault. angry at full manager because I never feel no. it's unfair yeah that's true but I just I mean life's unfair yeah. though are you it? ever angry Matt oh all the time I, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> really I, so I'm, I'm much much calmer these days but um, the, I got into the Dark Souls games um, mm. last year and uh, I remember my, my previous housemates knew the, the fury um, <laughs> and uh, yeah the, just specific I can remember a particular Bloodborne boss which would have been Rom the the spider mm -hmm. Rom is not known for being a particularly difficult boss but it was the one that fucking broke me mm. that was that was not a good time for me oh actually trying to review Cuphead on a deadline was oh, that fucking was, disgusting yeah, just sitting next to you was uncomfortable that was really the amount horrible. of times I wanted to laugh but I did not I was very you were very him. nice about it and I only completed that game when everyone left and went to the yeah. pub and I just had to sit there alone trying to beat the fucking because devil you're, you're a professional and wouldn't review that game without finishing it absolutely not yeah you're not a madman who does that? Are I don't you, know. It sounds like you're subtweeting. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. You wouldn't do that. No. But someone at gaming. No, no, no. I know no one that did that. And uh, no. Never will. No, I'm not spreading slander. Except against no one. Yeah, no <laughs> But he can take it. I mean, the Noel Edmonds bit just going to get beeped out. We'll just have birdsong all over it now. There's a very good bit. Uh, not uh, This is very inside podcast mm. but there's a very good bit in a recent football ramble where they uh, redacted something that Pete Donaldson friend yeah, of the podcast I know said. What, do you know what it is? <laughs> <It's>, oh. <laughs> it was worth beeping out. <laughs> I, I kind of got the gist of what it could be but you can the, tell me later. The sheer reaction he and they have yeah. to what he says is astonishing. Like, yeah. Oh man it's so funny. Amazing. Can't wait for that. Uh, anyway I've got a last piece of feedback here from Andy Callan who mm. says I hope you all are well. I thought he was going to say I hope you all die <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole thing. <laughs> 
That would be funny. Yeah, no one send that in now because the punchline's been done. That'd be uh, really funny if you don't do it. I mean, no, it's now going to happen. No, because. But. Uh, but yeah, are you all well? I'm very tired. It's been I'm a long week or two. Shattered. Yeah. I've got a gig tonight, and I'm doing. Oh, going who are you, who are you seeing? I'm seeing Merso. Who? Merso. Who? My favourite. Edinburgh band mm. one of my favourite bands of all time well and I hope weirdly, you enjoy yourself they're on a two this is again well off topic but they're yeah, on yeah. a two stop uh, tour and one's in Edinburgh where they're from yeah. and the other's at a bar in Walthamstow down the road from my house yeah. it's like they've purposely <laughs> chosen it I'm so happy that's amazing I'm happy for you legends you should listen to Mercer says, they're great well Andy says following on from the chat you had last on last week's pod with regards to music that you listen to while playing a specific game for me it's Onka's Big Mocha by Top Loader Still, and Destruction Derby 64 <laughs> I think Onka's Big Mocha is one of those ones where people say the famous song, which is Dancing in the Moonlight, yeah. is really unlike the rest of the album. It's mm-hmm. like Dandy Warhols. I can't say I've ever listened to a whole Top Loader album. No, neither have I, but I think it's one of those ones. So it, maybe it's, mm. you know, the impulse is to say, lol. He does say, for our sins, my brother and I used to have this on repeat. <laughs> also, while not necessarily an album, a friend and I used to listen to Graham Torrington's Late Night Love while playing Pro Evo. I had no idea what this was, so I did a little bit of research. Turns out it was just like a late night relationship phone-in, phone-in show. Is it, and is it says, like well, And he says the stories funny? were always a good source of entertainment while Merseyside Blue went up against Man Red. That is good. <laughs> but, I was going yeah. is he, is to... Is it entertaining because it's funny or is he really into listening to love stories? I, uh, either way, I, I'm not going to judge. If it's late night love, do you reckon it's like adult stuff? It might be like people read, like it's the sort of thing where people might phone him with joke situations. Yeah, yeah. And you'd yeah. have to genuinely try and solve them, old Graham. The, I've gotten really into a podcast recently called Do the Right Thing, which mm. is uh, where you try and where the, the panelists who are all comedians try and answer what the actual advice in a situation is but obviously a lot of it's comedy and the agony aunt section they have is fascinating like <laughs> some of the shit that gets printed in real newspapers yeah, it's is mad bollocks. isn't it and he says on a side note I'll be at the live show on Friday already happened hope you had a great time and he says I have a two hour train home from Norwich after the show already happened but I'm glad you I hope you enjoyed it I was wondering if there are any mobile games you could recommend for the journey back that's already obviously happened but yeah. we can still recommend some mobile games for trips yeah um, there's obviously Hold Down yeah that's Hold Down's incredible um, me and you have been playing a lot of Picross like yeah. games yeah so we've both been doing Konami Pixel Puzzle which is free and it's just making Picross puzzles out of Konami sprites yeah. uh, it's there's loads in there you've 100%ed it 100%ed it and then it gives you a bullshit hard mode so I gave up on that and I started Picross Luna 2 Mm. Uh, which is you've probably done the same puzzle about six times by now yeah, but not known it Picross Luna 2 is less good than Konami Pixel Puzzle and it also <laughs> has a um, has like a uh, it tries to have a story but it's clearly been badly translated from a different language and so like check this out this is a story bit that I've got recently yeah. with a strong quake a monster showed up somewhere <laughs> That was the ferocious Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> what? Do not let Humpty Dumpty fools you. He is a poison smeared into the crack, fairies whispered when he showed up. The moonkeeper held out the ring towards the creepy Humpty Dumpty. The Humpty Dumpty said, disappearing, 
Don't be conceited. I see the end of you. Wow. <laughs> Is this the missing stanza from the Jabberwocky? <laughs> I don't know. S- setting him up for a fall. But if you want absolutely loads of Picross for yeah, free. If you're into that, do that. Either of those. Do you know what I'm an advocate of? I have a couple of Sudoku apps. And do I you? enjoy a Sudoku. A couple? Yeah. Well, mix it up, change up life Flick a bit, it. spice up. Do you know what I actually really like? Um, it's not really a game. It's just something that occupies me on walks. Mm. Um, there's something called Seek. Have you heard of Seek? No. no. Uh, S-E-E-K. It's basically Pokemon Go for the real world. Hmm. So you go up and you take pictures of plants or animals and it just goes, that's what that is. You've collected it now. Oh, nice. Um, but you can also take pictures and if it can't recognise them, you send it to a service where botanists will recognise it and teach the AI how to recognise plants. Yeah, so you could find a oh. new species without... No, could do. That's the dream, isn't it? Absolutely. Should we have some Windjammers music? Okay. And fuck off.